Start smoking, kids. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> Makes you look cool. <laughs> Welcome to the Super Colorful Original Telecommunicated Transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast. I am here today with none other than Pod King fan favorite, Ian Dixon. Hello, hello. We are on a wonderful tear of just enjoying life on this wonderful, uh, what day is it? Saturday. What month is it? Uh, <laughs> September still, I think. Is it September? I thought it was August. I mean, it's... It's spooky season. Just like there's like, you know, two months of Christmas before Christmas actually happens. We're in the the Halloween times. We? Or is this just your household with your... uh... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The Dixons are for sure. Okay. Do you have like all the decorations played out all over your place right now? Like it's fully We've got more decorations than we can put up. And they're up. (laughs) We have filled... The available space. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. So not a single bit of wall space, not a single bit of everything's got the perfect Halloween feng shui mm-hmm. at your place. Is there any like key new items uh, that you're really excited about just seeing every day? We've got like, they're not really retro, but you remember like they had those like just little cardboard cutout guys with like the hinged joints that you kind of hang up on the wall and you can make them do a little dancey dance. Okay. Like the, like in schools, like they used to... Sort of. They had like the rivets in them and they yeah. were like made out of laminated body parts. Mm-hmm. So we got this, some of those. Um, we've got one that's like... It's a new product, but it's made to look like it's retro and it's uh, like the alien guys from They Live... I don't know if you're familiar with that film. No, I'm not. uh, If you know like the Shepard Fairey stuff and all the Obey, that all came from this film that John Carpenter did, where like there's aliens that appear to be human, but you put these glasses on and you can see the truth and all the propaganda and stuff. Fitting for our times. Ooh. So yeah, we got some like those kind of retro cardboard cutout little They Live dudes. You know, that kind of reminds me, though. Like, have you seen, like, the face... I've heard... I haven't been on Facebook in a while, personally. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't really hang out in the political Twitter sphere either anymore that much. But I hear there's a lot of, like, fact-checking going on Mm -hmm. by, like, the social media people. It's so weird to me that we're relying on, like, social media companies. Mark Zuckerberg, didn't we watch the social network? (laughs) Right. (laughs) This is not a guy who should be vetting things. He's like some... He's like some guy with Asperger's who hit it big. Mm-hmm. It's not his fucking job to tell you what's true or what's not. Yeah, I think a better uh, way to go about this, this is a very quick hot take on the Scott cast. Mm-hmm. But maybe just if you get your news on Twitter and Facebook, stop it. Yeah. No more of that. <laughs> That's it. That's fair. That's the simplest way I feel like we could fix it. Because like now it's like, well, what does Mark Zuckerberg think is true? Why mm-hmm. do I know that now? Thank you, Mark. While he's like surfing with that weird like uh, suntan lotion on his face that makes him look like a 1890s era mime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I didn't didn't you in like I don't know middle school high school like get 
constant lectures about like what's legitimate sources for papers and what's not. Yeah. It's like maybe that's different now. I mean, for the purposes of like podcasting, Wikipedia or interwebs is fine, but yeah, if you want to like make an informed opinion about something, there's particular places you can go where <laughs> you can get reliable facts and whatnot. Yeah, you can, you got to vet your sources. Yeah. If you're on Facebook scrolling and that's what you're getting your news from. I mean, maybe something originates from a valid source, but mm-hmm. nothing on Facebook is from a valid source originally. It's all second, third, fourth, fifth level yeah. reference. When you're that deep, it's like a game of telephone. Exactly. <laughs> but it's like a weird perverted game where the only thing that survives isn't just like sounds, but effects and emotions. Mm-hmm. So by the time you're you're on Facebook finding news and stuff like that, it's all just incendiary emotional stuff. Mm-hmm. Like from both sides of the aisle, every time I read a headline shared on Facebook, like I'm automatically enraged if it's true or enraged if I don't believe that it could possibly be true. <laughs> right. It's just enraged is what survives. Mm-hmm. Maybe who cares if Facebook says it's true or not? You shouldn't be thinking anything on Facebook's true at all. Agreed. Yeah. Hot take on the Scott cast because I haven't been doing the Scott take lately. (laughs) 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 Gotta let it out somewhere. Yeah. But like, what if like, uh, what would you do to know the actual truth? Like if you had, if you could take a pill, Mm -hmm. if there was a pill offered that you'd learn the actual truth behind everything like you had a superpower mm. that every time you read a headline you were able to dig deep into the actual truth not just the way the story was presented or like the facts mm-hmm. but like you know the experience would you take that pill i don't think so i think that'd be overwhelming you'd become a hermit right only allowing your your gaze to come across like i don't know if individuals. i if i believe in like absolute objective truth mm. not at all I mean, in order to function, I have to assume it. But yeah, I'm, I'm more of like a allegory of the cave kind of guy. Ooh. Like everything we experience is just electrical impulses in our brain painting a picture for us. I can never actually observe you or Kyle or, you know, it's all just light bouncing off and interacting with my eyes and my eyes send an electrical thing to my brain and it tells me some thing about where I am and what I'm doing and this could all be just a, an abstract representation of what's really happening right now. So your approach to life is to just always assume you're tripping balls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I take it for what it is because otherwise I would just, yeah, I would just be a massive... Like sobbing, questioning for the sake of, you know, being able to function and accomplish things. I just kind of take it for what it is. If it is just uh, electrical impulses, I'll just I'll ride that wave and see where it goes. Okay. So this whole Scottcast experience you have is just like one big it's electrical Probably impulse. just a dream. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why won't it stop? <laughs> For crying out loud, I've never had a dream that lasted for 120 freaking episodes. <laughs> it's insane. That reminds me, though. There's been recent news items. Mm. Uh, if we're going to get into a little bit of news, um, 
apparently scientists have come up with ways to plant ideas in your dreams. So See, that that can't even rely on your own dreams, right? I mean, I feel like we're on like the cusp of like the last bastion of like free willed humans mm-hmm. interacting together. Because once once that happens, once like scientists are able to sell advertisers technology that allows them to just insert thoughts into brains, it's like it gets to the point where you can't understand whether a dream is something you should really take seriously or if you shouldn't buy Clorox because you had a dream it was on sale. Right. If I have a dream that Clorox is on sale today, I might go do it. I might go buy some Clorox. It's on sale. (laughs) Everyone needs Clorox these days. (laughs) Definitely, they live territory. Consume, obey. Is that what that is? Mm Mm-hmm. What started all that dystopian, like, information control? Was that, like, the Brave New World, like, 1984 of the world? I mean, those ideas have been floating around for decades. I guess the big push and, like, kind of exploration of propaganda and how to control people was more so, like, a 30s, 40s kind of thing with all the fascism and whatnot. And the communism. And the communism. And the communism. Good old Marx was there, too, yeah. talking about his ideas, and then the suppression of said ideas by said fascists and uh, capitalists and uh, probably a few libertarians and monarchists, maybe even. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to meet these days. I want to see a monarchist's. Let's institute that again. We're going to pick a family, and that's the family to talk about. (laughs) The the queen of America will be Kim Kardashian. I could see some people supporting that. I could see that getting an upsetting amount of popular support. (laughs) (laughs) To the point where, if that was ever available in some sort of decision, it might get made. Anything's anything. I mean, anything could happen. Honestly, I would be less mad about that than the situation we're in. Really? Like if it was just declared monarchy ruled by uh, Kim Kardashian? I mean, that's not. It's not what I want. Sure, but I think we're we're heading to a much darker uh, reality than that. So yeah, you know, there's there's this big problem with uh, the mail-in ballots. Everyone like every, both sides are like saying you can't trust the results of the election. Mm-hmm. If one person wins, you can't trust it. If another person wins, you can't trust it. And that's just the game. And I feel like that's where we're at and going to be at forever. Mm-hmm. Ever since that Al Gore thing with the hanging chads. Yeah. There's always going to be a hanging chad every four years. And I kind of wonder if that's actually just been the case and we have some short-term memory about it. How easily did people accept results in, let's say, FDR's time when he got elected for a third time and people were like, you could do that? <laughs> <laughs> There's got to have been some friction. You just don't hear about it because history books are always like, and then this person won and America was happy. <laughs> no matter who yeah, was. maybe. I don't know. be interesting to uh, learn more about. Right? Someone mail in, email bag us. If you're a historian who happens to know anything about what we're just blabbling on about. <laughs> so on to different topics, because yeah. nobody cares about national things. That's right. No one tunes into Scott Cast for that, because 
Scott Cast kind of lives in a different universe, doesn't it? Than like the real world, as people put it. For sure, yes. In our universe, it doesn't really matter what countries or nations of the world do because we're all going to descend into Scott Cast City in a subterranean paradise eventually. Mm hmm. Ruled by in, in a monarchist faction, in a way, you know, the pod king, mm-hmm. who, of course, gets elected due to the latest feud cast, as we've all decided. <laughs> <laughs> People who listen to Scottcast don't want to hear about this kind of stuff. But what they do want to hear about is an update on Hamtramck Avengers, the audio series, Pod Comics. Did somebody say the Hamtramck Avengers? Yes. I was talking with David about it. He asked me what my ultimate plans were with the series and like, how far ahead am I thinking? You know, Mm -hmm. I think, I think David wanted to catch me like he was thinking like farther ahead or something like that so that he could take the reins. He always does sneaky things like that. Sneaky little uh, subterfuge attempts trying to take control of the pod. I know it. There's a reason why his name is Sneaky D. It's because he's sneaky. But he asked me, what are we doing with the Amtramic Avengers? And I outlined a little plan to him. And he said, Scott, you're not writing an audio series. You're writing an HBO uh, series show, like The Sopranos. Mm -hmm. But what I was thinking is that each of these stories I'm writing, I figure we're going to at least do one for each of the main characters, Stro, Ian, and Haas. They each get three episodes, about 30 minutes, 30, 40 minutes. And that kind of constitutes, like, all in all, a feature film. Mm -hmm. And we each get those three. And then a final one that sees us all developing together to fight some massive monster for the fourth finale. Mm -hmm. Which I think should be released as, like, a 90 to 120 minute spectacular. (laughs) Yeah. You think people can stand, like, an hour and a half, two hours of a... Like well, the, the thing is that that's the series finale mm-hmm. of the season and everything else is broken up like a, like a series. So it's like 20, 30 minutes right. real quick. Everything's plotted out. It's, it, none of it's like hanging around. And by the time you get through nine of those episodes and you're like, oh, I need to f- see what happens. And it's like, oh, it's just one big epic thing. Mm-hmm. Why not? People are podcast players, right? They save... Uh, they save the position you're at when you pause in and out. Yeah, true. Besides, we're kind of writing a masterpiece. As far as I can tell. Yeah. I did most of the writing, so maybe I can't tell. David seems to disagree, or what's uh, what's his deal? Um, well, there's a thing about David. Uh, he tends to take every single one of his productions and he goes to like 100% like nitrous oxide on max mode Mm -hmm. zooming into the distance water worlding as we've come to endearingly call it yeah where it's like uh, you make a production so big and massive that it's like bound to fail just due to how big and massive it is but at the same time uh, we've critiqued him of water worlding and then boom he succeeds yeah you know, he posted an hour and a half earbud review. <laughs> and that thing is the darling of YouTube right now. People are going through it, and they're using his Amazon links to mm-hmm. purchase earphones. 
the way I think about it is I need to publicly apologize to David for waterworlding and criticizing him for waterworlding. Mm-hmm. And the only way I could do that is by waterworlding myself. And I'm going to do it with the Hamtramck Avengers. You're wearing their shirt right now. I am. It's the way to be. All right. So we're balls to the wall, ready for it. I don't know what that, uh, where that saying came from. It doesn't seem like it would be beneficial for anybody. Balls to the wall? Yeah. I think balls to the wall is an ode to centripetal force. <laughs> like, imagine you're on a giant wheel, right? Mm-hmm. On the inside of a giant wheel. And it's spinning around and around. It's spinning around so fast that you're just stuck to the wall. Mm-hmm. Not only are you stuck to the wall, but your balls are actually gravitating towards the wall purely due to centripetal force. That's balls to the wall. I feel like that's the only way you can interpret that because it's not like just some guy has his hip right up against like the wall and like everyone's like, look how extreme he is. <laughs> it's not a very extreme thing. It's like, what are you doing? Is there a glory hole there? That's crazy. You shouldn't be doing glory holes anyway. Wait, there's no glory hole there. You just balls to the wall just in general. Yeah, it's not. Uh, doesn't seem like a a useful thing to do. No, but if it's an Otis and triple force, that's just saying like. It's so fucking extreme. Like, can you fucking mm-hmm. handle it? Balls into the wall, man. What kind, what kind of force was that? Centripetal? <laughs> Centrifugal? Like a centrifuge? Centri- I gotta re- I gotta look this up. Centripetal. <laughs> Centripetal force. Boom. Got it. Nailed it. That is not a word. Centripetal force. Sounds like it is. I feel like... I just got vindicated. <laughs> I get called out so often for saying something incorrectly. Finally, validation. A force that acts on a body moving in a circular path and is directed toward the center around which the body is moving. Centripetal force. Toward the center. Yeah, I guess that doesn't make any sense because I imagine it's away from the center. That's centrifugal. Really? Yeah, that's bullshit. Centrifugal force. An apparent force that acts outward on a body moving around us. What the fuck? I was so close. <laughs> I could have I could have been one of the greats saying science. But no, I fucking messed it up. Well, at least that wasn't a mispronunciation. Yeah, at least it was a, it was a a real force. Just not the one you intended. Right? Centrifugal force. That's what I was going for. God damn it. Well, anyway, that's what balls to the walls means. I'm glad mm-hmm. we got that covered. But now we've got to do. Holy shit. Oh, fuck. Email bag. It's been a while. It feels like it's been a very long time. Yeah, I don't think we've done email bag since episode 100. I believe it, yeah. Yeah. Today's email bag comes from the Discord, which you can access if you become a Scott Castigator on Scottcast City. Go to thescottcast.com. It's free. This one comes from Bat Nipples himself, Master Charles. I'm not sure what the first one he's talking about is. He sent two. Uh, he says, This may not be as revolutionary as Sam Neill's Duck Adventures, but the dude from Twin Peaks has a TikTok series where he does gardening. What? Oh, 
Captain, I had such big plans for us. At least I have this one. What's up, Bree? What the fuck? What's up, Keith? What's up, Lisa? Damn, I want all three. Oh, Ashley. Why am I being shown this? What the f- Oh my god, I hope TikTok dies. Like, today. What was that? Did you just- Okay, so- uh, I'm a little flabbergasted right now. Mm -hmm. And it was because of the TikTok platform. Master Charles directed us to a link of Kyle McLaughlin- um, I talking in some sort of obscure way towards unripe tomatoes, mm -hmm. and I'm like I was okay with that. I guess it's like what? Oh, and I had such big plans for us. It's like okay, I get it. Maybe I don't really. Yeah, but I but at the same time I'm like no, it is my fault that I don't get it. Meanwhile, what's up, Bree? What's up, Keith? I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah, I don't know why that shows up on the same page, because those are not related in any way. Not related in any way. It's some some lady in a wetsuit dancing to a song called Thick by DJ Chose and Beat King. It's got 3.1 million likes, 56,000 comments, and 10,000 shares. What's up, Lisa? Damn, I want all three. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. I'm not a fan. So, Master Charles, we are supporting the ban on TikTok. Anyway, let's get to your next email, Master Charles. You showed off this here link. Now this one I can get behind. Someone was selling dead beetles dressed up as Jurassic Park characters on Etsy. <laughs> it's And they, they did a pretty good job. So here's a beetle. It's definitely a beetle. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big a big guy, probably about two inches long or something. I mean, look at those buttons. They have buttons. And so this is Laura Dern as a beetle. It's got a pink shirt and little khaki shorts on. And, of course, blonde hair. Here's Muldoon. He's got himself a little gun, too, and a hat. Yeah, that's very impressive detail. Right? And don't forget the lanyard. Mm -hmm. That's Muldoon. Oh, look at this guy. John Hammond as a beetle. It includes it's his got king. The, uh, the wire rim glasses, too. It does? Yeah. Holy shit, it does. You're right. Wow. Excellent detail, guy who's making beetles. <laughs> and, of course, here's Ian Malcolm. Oh, God. That's good. <laughs> I mean, kind of. It's also kind of just a beetle. Because... Ian Malcolm wears black. Well, oh wait, he's got glasses on. It's just that you can't really see a lot it's of the hard details. hard to see. He's got like the medallion necklace. He does. The open uh, open shirt. See that beetle chest? You got to get their contrast up on this screen <laughs> to see it. But yes, he does. He's got his sleeves on and he's got a belt. <laughs> he's a cat. Catition. Catition beetle. How much do you think these cost? How much would you pay for this? I mean, not a lot. Let's I, say you get the set. How much would you pay for this set? And I, I mean, I wouldn't pay for it purely because there's no Sam Neill Beetle. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I could see a set like this going for a pretty decent amount. Sattler, Muldoon, Hammond, and Malcolm. I don't think I would pay a fair price because these look pretty uh, labor-intensive to get all that detail. 
and I, I wouldn't pay more than like $10 for the set. Really? Man, I'd go like 30 bucks for the set. Yeah. If I could get the whole cast of Jurassic Park 1, including a Nedry beetle that's fat, <laughs> I would pay 100 bucks for the whole cast, put it up in a nice like frame. Mm-hmm. Like when people are like, oh, you're a bug collector? That's weird. I'd be like, no, I'm not a bug collector. And then I'd be like, look closer. And they're like, wait a minute. They're wearing shirts. Wait a minute. I know these shirts. These are Jurassic Park Beatles. I haven't had people in my house in a while. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I know how things go. Yeah. So there's Bat Nipples email bags. Maybe that's why people don't send email bags anymore. We always criticize the shit out of them for sending things in. Mm -hmm. But Bat Nipples is the only guy who's been able to like just adapt to criticisms, send more stuff in. And now he's going to have to adapt again. Master Charles, stop letting China spy on you with with its spying technology and the TikTok machine. Mm-hmm. Join us on Discord. He's already there. Yeah, no, I, I thoroughly appreciate the, uh, the Jurassic Park Beatles. I like a good uh, Twin Peaks reference. We're just not a fan of the TikTok platform. Too old. Can't handle it. Yeah. So we, I've got a lot of kids who play outside. We've talked about them on Scottcast before. Mm-hmm. They're just always playing outside, always doing stuff. They're the neighborhood kids. It's as it goes. Most of them are Arabic, I would say. Mm-hmm. To the tune of, I don't think I've seen a white kid here until like a week ago. Mm-hmm. I'm hanging out. All my windows are open. It's a nice day. And I look out the window, and there's this like little stout, fat, white kid kind of walking down the sidewalk. He looks a little shady. He looks behind him. He's got the darting eyes. And he pulls out of his pocket like a little vape pen. Mm-hmm. And he vapes. And he's like, he's got to be like 12. <laughs> yeah. I see this. And my reaction, with all the windows open... Is to, is, is to just yell out, is that kid fucking smoking? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I yelled that out, I knew he had to have heard it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was like shouting it out the window and he was about <laughs> 20 feet away from me. <laughs> My instinct after that was to just turn around. <laughs> And walked to the other side of my house. I ran away from this child (laughs) while in a locked home (laughs) before you could even interact with me. Mm -hmm. You know, because I feel like this kid is like probably the toughest kid in the neighborhood. You know, because first off, his response to that was like, of course I'm fucking smoking. (laughs) He just yelled generally because I don't know if if he knew where I was. (laughs) And he like went around into the into the alley but I wonder do you think uh, do you think I should have done more I should have been like kid smoking's bad for you it's leading cause of illness it's just been kept shouting uh, kept confronting I mean I mean I was safe I was in a locked room yeah it's not really your responsibility right fuck that kid <laughs> <laughs> I mean kids don't tend to react well to like people telling them what to do or not do if you want to go out there and like Show them some pictures of 
lung cancer on your phone or something. <laughs> right. Like that. <laughs> that would be kind of weird too. I don't know. Yeah. Like that scene from Clerks. I just like throw <laughs> right. like <laughs> tarred up decayed lungs at them out the window. <laughs> That's you, kid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what, what you're supposed to do in that situation. I think yell and retreat is fine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my strategy. You know, it's done me good so far. It hasn't done me harm. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the main point. Yeah. So I see this kid again. Mm-hmm. But this time he's got all the other neighborhood kids are around him. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, this is all for my window. So I'm safe. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but like, he's walking and like this dude is like the cock of the walk. Like he's like he's got like his friends all behind him, all the normal neighborhood kids I normally see around here. Mm-hmm. They're like flanking him, like he's walking down the alley in a V formation. Mm-hmm. I feel like he must be a new kid. He must be some sort of like tough kid. Yeah, and like now he's like the bully leader of the neighborhood. I that's my gut instinct. It's like the alpha kid. He's the alpha little little fat white alpha kid. <laughs> People are reacting to him like uh, the Mayans reacted to Spaniards. <laughs> uh, man. He might be. I mean, he confronted me as soon as I, like, yelled out the window. And, like, I didn't even allow a minute mm-hmm. or a second to pass before I was, like, I- I'm punching above my belt over here. <laughs> above my weight class. <laughs> Get out of here. This 12-year-old's going to tell me what for. <laughs> Hmm. So there might be a power shift in the old neighborhood. Yeah. Probably should have warned you before you got here. There was a tough boy in the neighborhood now. (laughs) (laughs) Having flashbacks to when I was a kid. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe we'll have to do some Hamtramck Avenger PSAs Mm -hmm. about vaping and tackle some children into dumpsters. Right? (laughs) But that's the thing. It's like when it comes to like growing a concept mm-hmm. or a story, the key is you, you pick a very small segment of the population, very targeted, mm-hmm. and, you, and you basically make it for them. You know? So maybe that's our start to Hamtramck Avengers really getting a good publisher is we plaster the town full of like, the Hamtramck Avengers wants you to start, stop, not start. <laughs> <laughs> Start smoking, kids. It's fun. <laughs> Makes you look cool. Maybe we should be. We should be like contacting the vape companies, being like, <laughs> I know you can't make these advertisements on your own, but you know, for some <laughs> under the table payments, <laughs> we will post some Hamtramck Avengers comics all around town, encouraging children to smoke and vape and take in drugs. <laughs> Through your brand. Marlboro's going to need something. <laughs> you know, I think the only thing people understand Marlboro's as are as cowboy killers, they call them. Mm-hmm. You know, but they used to be uh, used to be the coolest thing you could fucking have in your, tucked under your shirt sleeve. Yeah. But they're a dying industry. So that's my offer to you guys, <laughs> big tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> You 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 want to get a foothold on the youth? You got to start small. Make the Hamtramck Avengers proud. And TV, 
You can't have characters smoking. Mm-hmm. I think they made an exception for Mad Men because it was a period piece. Right. But, but like a new new thing, like you're never going to see a character smoking. Mm-hmm. You can't do it in TV. You can't do it in movies. There's no rules about doing it in a podcast. We're smoking right now. Marlboro Reds. <laughs> How's that sound, Big Tobacco? You want to send us a check? Because <laughs> they're so rich as hell. Mm-hmm. They can't really even advertise anymore. Nobody... They can advertise on podcasts, right? I mean, they or... used to do like magazines and billboards. And nobody reads magazines, and I don't think they are allowed to do billboards anymore. Right? I think when that advertising, advertising law came into effect, they were like, you can advertise in adult magazines. Mm-hmm. So they could advertise in Playboy and Penthouse and stuff, and they're like, great. But like a year after that, the internet came out. <laughs> right. I'm like, damn it. Yeah. They got that ruling, and they were just like, come on, 98% of our advertising was in Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> this train's going to go on forever. How are tits going to go out of fashion? <laughs> oh, you short-sighted fuckers. You dumb uh, idiots couldn't see the internet coming <laughs> but now's your last chance fund the Hamtramck Avengers make us famous we'll make you famous side note we're, we're just gonna dump them as soon as they give us a little bit of money <laughs> be like oh wait a minute we didn't read these reports here on, uh, on cancer <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey fat white kid who leads the gang now don't do that anymore <laughs> Hamtramck <laughs> Avengers plead with you so that's another instance of me like I think that's the closest to me ever being a superhero. Mm-hmm. Ever like taking a proactive approach to like making life better around me. Yeah. Was just like yelling in disbelief <laughs> reflexively at this child and running <laughs> away. <laughs> what the fuck, kid? Oh shit. <laughs> I'm gonna go hang out in my kitchen all of a sudden. <laughs> No, this is the second pod in a row that you've done something uh, benevolent for is the it? community. We, I... we helped that delivery guy. Oh, that's right, Jamal. Jeez. I might be turning a new leaf. Yeah. Wow. I haven't thought about it that way. My self-loathing is like melting as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying to hear about the space toilet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, space news it is. Space news. The space toilet that is that is being used now is reportedly so bad it makes astronauts vomit just constantly. Like here's a description of the toilet from an astronaut himself. If you want to recreate that used spacecraft smell, take a couple dirty diapers some microwave food wrappers, a used air sickness bag, and a few sweating towels. Put them in an old-school metal trash can and let it bake in the summer sun for 10 days. Then open the lid and breathe deep. (sighs) Hmm. Gotta have the dirty diapers, gotta have the food wrappers, gotta have the air sickness bag that's vomit, folks. Gotta have the sweaty towels. I feel like putting sweaty towels at the end of that list doesn't contribute anything. Mm-hmm. We've got diapers, we've got vomit. 
I don't know, man. Maybe it's like layers, you know? Mm. Like that's, because that sweat smell, it's like, it reminds me of like what I think of when I think of like locker room smell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. it's like, Sickly. it's bad, but like you can be in there. But then also, what if someone shat themselves and vomited and there was just old rotting food also? Yeah. It's like the little taste, mm-hmm. the little coup de gras of the cocktail. Mm-hmm. You know how the tongue has like all the different places where it senses food? Right. You know, and like culinary chefs, they like to, they want to make a full body mouthfeel experience for yeah. you. That's what this is. The smell of the space toilet that they're using. It's very balanced. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's no ventilation, right? Like, what are they going to do up in the window? Right. You know? But you think, though, like, this is what I would do. And I don't know. Okay. This is another space toilet redesign idea. <laughs> Force NASA for free. Scott Science listens. Just forward the fucking email, Scott Science. Can you can you can you can you do that for us? Just we need to get because I'm getting tired of space toilet news when I'm trying to report on like us being an extra galactic civilization and stuff. And I'm like I'm so excited. I'm like oh we're gonna be the people who break the news that humanity is colonizing the world, you know? And mm-hmm. like we're gonna be right there in the forefront front. And that's why we made space news a recurring segment because it's so many exciting developments, but. Ever since we did that, the only news I seem to be getting about space is about the toilets that astronauts use. Mm-hmm. Space toilets. Why is that the only thing that's being reported? Because it's so bad. Right? Yeah. We send scientists up in the space to do experiments and stuff like that. Be like, does gravity work here? No. <laughs> Etc. Mm-hmm. And we want the answers, but they can't give us the answers. Because they're too busy vomiting in their mouths for eight months at a time. <laughs> so, here's my idea for fixing this space station toilet. When you close the door to the bathroom, open a vent to space in the bathroom. Yeah. Suck that all into space. Maybe in ten years' time, there's going to be like crazy brown clouds <laughs> like in the night sky. <laughs> like, like astronomers will have to deal with, but like... Until we can get a good Febreze working, mm-hmm. I think that's the way to go. I don't know why that's such a difficult thing. Just flush it out. Mm-hmm. Send it out. Airplanes can do it. Why can't spacecraft? Spacecraft have doors. True. So we've got the door technology to outer space. You know, we just need two doors. One door to keep the bathroom closed and one door to vent it out. Mm-hmm. Operated by a robot or a man in a spacesuit. You know, better dodge that door when you open it, though. (laughs) Don't want all that shit flying all over your pearly white little suit with the American flag on it. Mm -hmm. We need more ideas. Yeah. That are completely beyond the beyond understanding at the moment. We need more crazy ideas. Ooh, (laughs) speaking of advances in technology, Mm -hmm. you you see these ring alarms people have. Like they got the doorbell alarms. Yeah. Basically just webcams that are always on. Yep. Connected to your Wi-Fi at home. Amazon's coming out with a new take on it. It's like a ring cam. It's like a monitoring webcam. But it's a drone. So it has a dock and you put it in your home. 
you activate it from your phone or maybe it's on a regular interval and it takes a predetermined route. It looks at like your stove. Is your stove on? Mm-hmm. No. Good. Is your doors locked? Good. Everything honky-dory? And it sends you that. Okay. I think that's pretty genius. Yeah. You know, I'd like that. Amazon knows the layout of your home. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was something. <laughs> and that's it. Amazon's scanning your home. It's got object recognition, right? I noticed you're running low on toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> May I recommend this light ray that evaporates <laughs> your shit for you? <laughs> I, I, that's exactly what it's got to be, right? Because mm-hmm. why? this is such a weird device for Amazon to invent. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's along the lines of the Nest alarm system, the Ring alarm systems mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's basically just a little permutation of it. But why Amazon? Mm-hmm. Amazon seems to always be very deliberate about their strategy. Yeah. And now their strategy isn't, we need a drone to fly a package to your home. It's a, how about you just let one of our drones live at your home? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, in 10 years time, the drone's going to be fully armed like a military drone. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime someone says something bad about Amazon, you know, Bezos takes care of it. Mm -hmm. Personally. (laughs) Like right now, he's talking to video game developers being like, but what if it were real? (laughs) (laughs) Would you do that? No. I mean, like, I feel like it would be pretty helpful as far as the security cam. And I kind of like the coolness of just having like a drone flying around, like monitoring your home for you. Mm -hmm. I guess if it wasn't connected to Amazon, I'd have zero faults with it. Zero, zero compunction about it. I mean, we've got like uh, little cameras set up at our place. You do? We have a front door and a and a backyard one, yeah. Oh, oh I know your backyard one because mm-hmm. Brown always posts like <laughs> the animals, squirrels and animals. It's yeah. just an animal cam. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I mean that part of it's fine. I, I guess I don't I don't know the. I guess like checking the stove if you had OCD, it maybe would be helpful, and that you would. <laughs> or if you just left your stove on all the time. But uh, yeah, I don't know that that. It seems like. Just having cameras would be enough. I don't know why you need the extra of the drone. This is the funny part. This is how they're selling it. It's enhanced privacy. Mm-hmm. Because it's not a camera that's always on all the time. Mm. So say you have a dinner party. like, And people notice you have your, uh, your, your cameras all over your house. Mm-hmm. And then they're just like, oh, so you're recording this. And you're just like, yeah. Not looking, but yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. I guess this, maybe that was a problem. And that's what makes me suspicious of Amazon is that maybe this is solving a problem people expressed. Mm -hmm. Doesn't sound like it. Like I, I don't, I've never thought about having a scheduled drone route through my uh, home. Right. But at the same, I'm I'm saying all this stuff and I want one still. (laughs) It's just so future. Mm -hmm. A little flying thing. I spend so much energy trying to kill flies in this fucking house. And now I want to buy one (laughs) that spies on me and sends it to a plutocrat. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have a a laser model that kills flies? 
<laughs> that would be so awesome. <laughs> yes. Yes. I will buy I don't care I don't care if I see I see Jeff Bezos like <laughs> on a webcam jacking off to my the videos of like what he finds in my house. <laughs> I don't care if like that's broadcast to me and Jeff Bezos is doing that. If it's like a drone that like wages war against the flies that enter in this place, yes. Give that to me. <laughs> and make it evaporate shit. <laughs> Give it, give it all. I think the next phase of this, because that's home, right? Yeah. The next phase of this is that, like, you have, like, you know how people used to put cell phones on their belt? Mm-hmm. You know, little cell phone holsters? <laughs> yep. <Just> fucking beeper holsters <laughs> for, for a fucking hot minute? Yeah. <laughs> drone holsters. And it's a drone. You're walking around every once in a while. Drone, like, it's like, like Pikachu just, like, gets up. <laughs> Runs around, videotapes some shit, mm-hmm. does some shit, kills some flies, you know. Since people have noticed in the age of COVID, if this thing goes on for like five years, this is what's definitely going to happen. Mm-hmm. Is we're going to have drones that attach to our belts and eject on regular intervals to tell people to stay six feet away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spray Clorox on them. <laughs> <laughs> Evaporate their shit and get back into the belt. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm very skeptical of any of this technology. Like, what if you had a one-of-a-kind collection of Jurassic Park beetles? Oh, you're right. And this thing, I don't know, can it distinguish, like, a large dead bug from, like, a, a flying living bug? I don't know. That's a thought. That's a thought. What if it destroys your Ellie Sadler beetle? That would be so sad. <laughs> I love Ellie Sattler. And I love her beetle. <laughs> but, um, so, okay. Let's posit that scenario. We've got this overactive drone just killing Can all the Can you sue Jeff Bezos? For the value of the Etsy purchase? That <laughs> <laughs> was a hey. one-of-a-kind one item. Hey, you've got You might have paid $10 for it, but... <laughs> the sentimental value. <laughs> I can't get this idea out of my head now that we've mentioned it. It's like, I want a drone that's robotically programmed to do stuff for me mm-hmm. and around me. I want a home drone. I want a belt drone. It seems like you could do that pretty easily on your own without involving Amazon. That, yeah. You, you know, get a drone and program a route and just attach a webcam to it. Right? You probably could. Yeah. You know, just use JavaScript. JavaScript fucking does everything. Most of these drone controllers... Or just apps you download on your smartphone. Yeah. And if you can program like just the general directions, you could totally do that with JavaScript, which is something I know because it's just it's just something you do for web development. Mm-hmm. Get going, scientists. I mean it's not it's not completely unlikely that that there's gonna be like drones doing surveillance and stuff. They have a kind of drone that's being used these days lately. Mm-hmm. Recently released. Do you, do you do you see that the Robo Dog? Oh yeah, they've got a Robo Dog. Take a look at it. There it is, patrolling streets. So basically, imagine Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Imagine that drone, but imagine the world's creepiest robot dog without a head. <laughs> right? It's yeah. Its legs are bent the wrong way. Singapore, huh? I feel like that was a Black Mirror episode. Wasn't there a Black Mirror episode <laughs> with a robot that looked just like that and it like chased some people down and murdered them? Holy shit. 
I think you're right. <laughs> like so here's some okay I imagine all these people have watched Black Mirror but here are here are the reactions on Twitter to seeing this thing and there's going to be links in the show notes for you can so you can look at it but seeing a video of this robot actually out in public has filled me with dread we can't let this continue oh my god oh my god hello friends Oh my right? Why aren't I people like you. destroying that thing as soon as they see it? <laughs> I love you so much. Why? Fuck you, fucking. D- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, screw you, person. Anyway, <laughs> that's gonna be edited. <laughs> that's why you. That's why you tune in on the Discord, people. <laughs> screw you, you individual. Don't love that thing. Why are you loving that thing? It's Did, not a sentient thing. It's not a sentient thing, and. Let's describe what this what this robot just did that made this person on social media be like, I love you, man. Mm-hmm. Idiot. The dog dogbot walked up as creepy as it could to this car, just mm-hmm. random car on the street, looked at it, and started flashing pictures. Mm-hmm. Like, it was taking pictures, and it was using flash. <laughs> this is a robot dog who can walk. It can do night vision, low exposure photos. But no, it doesn't give a shit. Flash, flash, flash. You're getting pictures, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And then it just walks away. Yeah. Uninterested. And you said there was a Black Mirror episode where that basic exact contraption was running around. It looked very much like that. Yeah. I mean, it just had a gun on it, right? I don't recall the rest of what was going on, but it looked like that. Hit these with your car, destroy them is another one. <laughs> another tweet reaction. <laughs> oh, here's, <laughs> here's someone along my lines of thinking. They quote the girl, I love you so much. And they're like, is the girl that gets impaled by cyber dogs hidden? Wait, I actually don't know what the fuck this guy's saying. Why is the idiot the one I agree with? Okay, so let me read it aloud. I love you so much. Girl, is the girl that gets impaled by cyber dogs hidden harpoon gun. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this guy agrees with me. Mm-hmm. He says the cyber dogs gonna harpoon the girl at, while she says I love you. There it is. There's the black mirror thing. Here's the black mirror thing. Yep. That's it's exactly it. <laughs> it's got a little a little knifey thing going on on the one arm. Right? That's the, <laughs> that's the least realistic part. <laughs> like why is why is the robot that can walk and be sentient holding a knife for killing? <laughs> it's figured out how to we figured out technologically how to make a robot that walks on its own, that can think on its own, that can navigate the world on its own, mm-hmm. but it uses a knife to kill people. Poor thinking. But I actually think Black Mirror is probably doing a pretty good... I mean, they clearly are. Mm-hmm. Doing a really good job taking the problems that we're facing with technology each day. Yeah. And, like, putting it in perspective. Agreed, yeah. Yeah. It's like, this is where it could go. Mm-hmm. Life is where it's at. There's a reason why things are important to to make sure it ha- doesn't happen. Like, let's make sure that the robot dog 
doesn't have a knife. This robot dog has four legs. <laughs> and it uses a maul to move. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a point where I don't think that's useful. I think that I understand, like, efficiency and wanting to be able to see everything at all times. But I just, I'm not comfortable with that level of surveillance. I think we should mm-hmm. let people be people and not, like, I feel like that... uh that creates a sense of kind of paranoia that may escalate situations that otherwise wouldn't escalate. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say you're hanging out on the street, you know, throwing craps as you do. Mm-hmm. And this robot dog shows up and t- takes pictures of you throwing craps. It's an illegal gambling game that mm-hmm. you're holding. What do you do? Yeah, but you're not hurting anybody. I mean, maybe you're hurting yourself by losing all your money but uh well, i figure you're the casino guy right yeah like, i mean I get uh, the money. yeah there's certain crimes that are like i don't know we can maybe that shouldn't be a crime yeah you know? i think yeah i think it, it almost violates fourth amendment rights mm-hmm. um if 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 there are these things walking around recording everything because that's what the flash is. It's recording. Yeah. It sees it plenty fine because it can recognize it and look at it. But then there's the flash, and that's recording pictures. That's mm-hmm. taking pictures. You know, that's uh, that's almost uh, violating the search and seizure of the event of the Constitution, the Bill mm-hmm. of Rights. Mm-hmm. And that, like, uh, do you just would you like would you like uh, let cops? Um, Walk, well, I guess we do, actually. And actually, we require them. <laughs> they wear body cams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I don't know. It's weird. It's like as soon as technology <clears throat> moves, it's like all of a sudden that 200-year-old constitution we have doesn't make much sense. Mm-hmm. Like, do we let these people have uh, robot dogs or not? Well, who's in charge of the robot dogs? I guess I want to know that. Well, this is currently just scientists making something, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I love about scientists is like they never think what they're making is gonna <laughs> fucking be shitty. <laughs> you know, like scientists are the kind of people who watch that Black Mirror episode where there's this robot dog shanking people, and they're like, "I could make that. <laughs> that's not so crazy. Come on, let me do it. <laughs> let me show you. It's on GitHub. If anybody in the world wants to make one." <laughs> You know, you got to love the optimism of scientists. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It kind of brings me to a thought, though. Do you think America is going to be, like, completely different going forward from this, from, like, this year, basically, and this these past five years or so? Like, we used to be such an optimistic nation. Like It uh, seems like we're kind of at a, yeah, pretty crucial moment. I don't know which way it's going to go, whether we're going to kind of revert back to the norm and just pretend things are fine or if we're actually realizing that things are not fine we need to like fundamentally redo everything or if we're continuing down the dystopian nightmare path that we're on yeah <laughs> i don't know man it's we're definitely at a crux that's the thing man is like i don't think i've talked to anybody 
who's who's saying like, oh yeah, United States, yeah, best years are ahead of us. <laughs> Not a single person ever says that. Mm-hmm. Everyone's doom and gloom, both sides of the aisle, all fringes of each side of the aisle. Mm-hmm. Like I, I even still have hope. People, I think. Uh, I mean, things are really ugly, but we're our our deep issues are coming to the forefront, and that's a place that we can uh, heal from and grow from if we choose that path. That's not necessarily what we're gonna do. I think these robot dogs are a lot more likely. <laughs> I see video of the robot dog. Yeah. I've never seen a video of what the hell you just said. <laughs> I think that's a it's a possibility, but yeah, it's I don't know. It's all sort of up in the air at the moment. Mm-hmm. Well, shit. What did we learn today? <laughs> um. Well, this is probably all a dream, or at at the very least, uh, just electrical impulses in your synapses that are giving you a picture of reality that may or may not be real. And there's lots of scary things that may or may not be real. And uh, kids smoking that may or may not be real. I know that was real. <laughs> that kid was definitely smoking some vape. Uh, like Ten. So I don't know. Um, keep that perspective and know that like it's a scary world and it's scary times, but that like there's something grander out there uh maybe we don't have the full picture at the moment hold on hope for a brighter future or a less bright future underground right less bright literally but more bright uh figuratively yes right a better future (laughs) (laughs) a better future in the dim world of the underground yeah you know and boy howdy if you're excited for (laughs) um the Hamtramck Avengers audio series. You're not excited enough. I will just say that. I've I've been writing this thing day in, day out. Like, I'm spending an obsessive amount of time each night going over the script and thinking about it and redoing things and redoing the plot and thinking about a grander plot for it. Honestly, at this point, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is like Curious George. (laughs) Fucking name, Tramic Avengers. It's like, oh, that's cute. Oh, oh, the, yeah, that's what they did. They got the Infinity Stones. Uh huh. It's so cute. Uh huh. They're collecting rocks. Uh huh. <laughs> it's so cute. But Hamtramck Avengers, while through a silly veneer and a parody of mute veneer, we're going to be tackling all of these subjects mm-hmm. surveillance dogs. You know, it's Black Mirror plus Marvel Cinematic Universe plus probably some sort of weird Al Yankovic <laughs> without music. Oh, I thought you were. Oh, this is gonna, gonna throw some songs. accordion in there. Or? Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe. You know, you know, we're still on the writing stage. Like, like we haven't even rec- recorded a line of dialogue yet. <laughs> but uh, very realistically. Mm-hmm. We could become a parody band. Yeah. So I guess that's 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 where we're at today. Mm-hmm. I feel good about it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Want to lead us out there, Pod King? All right. <clears throat> From the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast, we bid the adieu. See you later, Scottcastigators. Oh, yeah. All hail Scottcast. Glory be to Scottcast. Cast.